Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's she, well, it's she, well, it's she. Your Minnesota Timberwolves wrapped up a 13 and 3 month of November. Wow. wow. November to truly remember. Uh, meanwhile, Denver is just 5 and 5 over their last 10, but that they'll be welcoming the return of Jamal Murray soon, and we'll get into a ton of stuff around the league, including the state of the Toronto Raptors, man, them, with NBA reporter and podcaster Esfandiar Barahaney on today's episode. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and Jack, and Jack, Jack Messi. Yes, welcome What's back, up, SDPN Sports NBA reporter, host of the Objective Podcast, alongside alongside Lauren Gunn. Uh, good to have you, man. Good to have you. I back. appreciate that you're throwing in the Toronto accent every now and then. You had to go alongside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah had to. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, alongside. Longside, obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, excited to have you back, man. We had such a fun time, so it's really good to have you back. And uh, yeah, appreciate you, know, you guys having me on, man. Can drill down on some tings, as it were. Uh, <laughs> Jack, uh, hi, uh, well, you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm like doing the uh, I'm doing the 
secretly eating a hot dog thing from oh from I think you should I leave. think you should leave yeah are you are you ripping your quesadilla into mini bites that you can manage <laughs> over just the like course kind of putting them under my tongue <laughs> yeah like I'm microdosing a, a quesadilla do you're packing a lip a quesadilla uh, <laughs> yeah. for those that don't know we record many podcasts throughout the day Jack and I sometimes the the meals the the opportunities the yeah. looks for to get a bite in are limited so Jack had to just smash a quesadilla. Had to disclosure. smash quesadilla in front of you guys. Just yeah. But while you cool. guys had a conversation, I apologize. Uh, I'm back. It was yeah. I'm fueled. Yeah. I ate an entire quesadilla in like in 42 seconds. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> felt like <laughs> that. Too much. Felt like that. Um, how are we feeling about the? I mean, I think I think we can say in season tournament is huge failure. Bomb city. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nice try. Nobody's NBA. watching. The players are laying down on the court in the middle of the way. Oh no! Wait, <laughs> like what? Royal Tenenbaums. They got one <laughs> one sock off. They're just yeah. sitting on the court. Uh, no, this this turned out to be pretty fun. Yeah, I feel foolish in the beginning to being like, I don't get it. Like, what what are the stakes? Clearly, mm-hmm. there are the the stakes are are the prize for competitors and. The out-of-body performances we've been seeing. I mean, just watching Tyrese Halliburton like ascend yep, to like yeah. another level of existence against the Celtics. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what y'all are doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. Yeah, I, I knew Adam was a genius the whole time. I was saying that. I was saying that. The fact that it happened against the Celtics has nothing to do no. with us being uh, happy to see him. We're, we're just appreciators of his game and yeah. uh, happy to see him rise to uh, a new level. You know what's crazy? I saw this tweet by, um, what's his name? Nick Friedel. Right. I'm sure that's going around right now on Twitter, but he was saying like, oh, the NBA better hope that the Lakers and Knicks win tonight because nobody's going to watch a Pacers Bucks final or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I think but... that's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's like very incorrect. <laughs> I, I bet you the like Halliburton, whatever last night's game was like, it's going to come back as one of the most viewed games in November or December by far, like very easily just because of how insane that game was. It, it's oh, not yeah. even. It's not even a competition, man. It's yeah. Not, like the, the tournament has done the job that it was supposed to do, which is make the start of the season exciting. And I'm know? sure if you like like a team that just went out recently, you're gonna you'll probably keep watching because part of it's like, man, we could have done we could have had oh, oh yeah. we wanted that. That was our matchup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think there is a lot of incentive for everybody to, to to stay tuned in, aside from the fact that the games have been very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's out there. Like I like a lot of young people just follow players more than they're like this is my hometown team it's the only team that i ever got to see because i would just (laughs) walk down the street and listen to the arena (laughs) from the outside on my gas-powered bike (laughs) 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 exactly yeah no that's true like uh i don't think you know i was saying this earlier but like Lamelo Ball is top ten in jersey sales in the NBA. Right. I don't think yeah. there's a lot of Charlotte Hornets fans out there to get top ten jersey sales. People are fans of Lamelo. Same thing applies yeah. like John Morant. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I bet Tyrese Halliburton will be like that soon too. I just I feel like it more. It's more of a players' league. It's more loving who the player is, catching highlights, whatever online than like you said. I'm gonna go and watch whatever. Right? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. First. I'm going to go warm my hands around this trash can fire yeah. and sing doo-wop <laughs> with my buddies. Then Man. we're going to go down to the game and back when it was, yeah, it was scout a, tickets. <laughs> there was a doo-wop group on every corner, right? Back and then. Sell some papes outside the stadium. <laughs> and then with extra, the winnings, I'm going to buy a ticket. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I'm again, uh, as of this recording, we do not know the fate of the Lakers against the Suns. Uh, who knows what's happening there? But we uh, don't know. We just don't know. And that's the beauty of uh, recordings that do not happen in real time. Uh, but we do know what happened in the other game Pelicans and the Kings. Brandon Ingram also bringing a tear to my eye. Most yeah. just from being like, I wish. Why? What happened? I, I love. I love you, Ingi. Come. Uh, he's, I mean, he's just coming into his own. Like, yeah. I, I hoped he would, or it, it appears that way. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, really, really good win over the Kings. Yeah, no, that was special. Um, that, I mean, I was kind of rooting for the Kings too, just because I thought Sacramento's crowd would be really fun to watch them kind of explode. Yeah. I, they kind of feel like the crowd at least feels like peak Warriors crowd in the sense that like they just start to build and build and build and build. And it's crazy to see, but. Uh, yeah, the Pelicans went in there and took care of business. And Zion didn't even play well. Like, Zion did I know, not yeah, have a... 10 points or something. Yeah, yeah. he didn't yeah. even have a good game. And, like, B.I., Herb, Trey Murphy, they just came out there and, and took care of business. It was really fun to see. Young yeah. guys, man. Young guys taking over this in-season tournament. Yeah, for real. Did you see Chuck go after Zion, though? He's like, man, mm-hmm. he doesn't run. He's just play- Everything's just all talent with him. He just doesn't <laughs> even like to run any day. But, and I was like, well, you know. He needs to get in league shape. How, yeah. how do you guys feel about that? You get you agree? Uh, I mean, look, he, sure, <laughs> he might not be as in shape as he could be, but I, there's always going to be players who play like that. I think it's like yeah. it, it feels like one of those things when you're like a school teacher, like if you just applied yourself, you would go to the next level. But I, I look, he's still, but young. I'm not like I'm not yeah. applying myself. So <laughs> here we are. This is who I am. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, um, yeah, to, yeah, to Jabari's producer Jabari's point, it's like, yeah, Charles Barkley may be the most qualified person to say that uh, yeah. as they look back that's at their fair. career. So, yeah, you know, I think that's why I'm like, for me, I'm like, let Zion, he's got some, t- like, he has time, or you know, hopefully, like, hopefully, injuries aside, he can, you know, so make the decision he wants to. As he, that's yeah, my as only thing it. is that I want him to be in whatever shape is going to keep him playing and not have him injured. Right, so, and if that's yeah. his game, then so be it. Because like, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think part of his like he's he's kind of come out the gate slow this season. I think part of it is also the Pelicans are running a bit of a different system. Like they're trying to get the ball ball moving a little bit more. They're actually putting the ball in his hands to be more of a point guard, like point forward type, a little yeah. bit more too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if they are trying to do that, change up the way that they play, plus incorporate a bunch of these new, new guys, they've had injuries. CJ McCollum had a collapsed lung. Um, yeah. they've had to go through a bunch of different things. And I think now we're going to see them get into rhythm. Like they were, they were what the first or second best team in the West over the la- the first two months, three months of the last season. They can get to that level again. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see if they can reach that and if they can stay healthy. Right. Yeah. Cause he's, he's a great point forward type yeah what when he plays that position and is the but everything's going through him they're really yep. strong on offense yeah it was mm-hmm. his his line in the first playing game reminded me of like a ben simmons line like it was like 10 7 7 you know <laughs> like i was like huh that's but yeah that makes more sense when you think about it that he's distributing yeah they're just they're they're asking him to play a little bit different of a role than he did last season, and maybe that'll help him stay healthy. Honestly, I don't know if, if that's going to be the case. But to your point, I would rather him longevity versus give me forty games a year or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, even though he can block some shots that are unlike anything I've seen, or yeah. dunk sometimes in a way that's like that. 
doesn't seem physically possible. That seems yeah. like special effects are heavy. like maybe maybe we don't do that during the regular season and then <laughs> get to see that during the playoffs. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, to the point about the Jabari's point about Chuck being the one who's kind of qualified to talk about it. It's interesting. Like they, he had that one year where it was like, oh no, he's in he's in shape. And he was like right. the MVP of the league. <laughs> like, okay. Um, yeah, maybe maybe that is maybe that is worth worth listening to. Yeah. Wasn't Chuck's like downfall pretty part of a downfall too? Like once he started to stop being in shape as much, like he was, you know, got a little yeah. bit big big boy flex and then it was just like, all right, there's no way he can be as productive. You know? Yeah. It's kind of a bit of a slow roll into the station at the end there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Um, well, I guess also, you know, in other news or not other news, since we have somebody who can actually speak with some level of authority on the state of the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors, you know, nine and 11, as of this recording, yeah. uh, four, six over the last 10, you know, before Wednesday's game versus the heat. I know Siakam is not shooting well. What, what, how are you like? What's how are you looking at this team? I know there's also talk. What's your before that? My favorite player from the draft, Grady Dick. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. they're not they're not messing with his shot, right? Like part we were talking about this earlier. Like they're like, but he's the best shooter. So why would they attempt to do something like they alter the mechanics of the shot? There's it's been like confirmed like fifty times by now. But he they're not they're not changing right. the shot at all. Nothing has been adjusted. It's they all his fault. Said, yeah, it's all, he's, <laughs> he's missing because he sucked. No, I'm just kidding. But um, he's, he's like, so the way that they're doing this is on his makes, apparently, he has a wider base. Like, he's, he's spreading his legs a little bit more on his jump shot. They're saying, hey, on your makes, you have that. We've noticed on your this. Misses, we have noticed on your misses, you are a little bit closer, Right. So right. they're like, hey, just just focus on that when you're taking the jump shot, and it'll work better to your advantage. They're not trying to change anything. They're just saying, hey, this is something that we noticed. Go out and do it. Um, and that's why so he's dropping into a squat when he shoots his threes now. Is that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why like he's, he's doing about to do sumo split. wrestling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually, I had a high school uh, when I when I used to play in high school. There was a guy that would actually like sit into a squat after he would shoot the ball. It was insane. It it worked. He was actually not that bad of a shooter. But he, wait, like wow. that's how he would land after releasing. Yeah. Yeah, he would wow. release into a... So rather insane. than gooseneck, it was full squat. <laughs> Clean and jerk, right? It was, exactly. It was impressive as well. I don't know how he did it. Right. It's like an athletic uh, feat in itself. But no, Grady, Grady is figuring things out. He's he's thrown into the 905, so the G League squad now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of needs to get that run just to, one, get his jumper back a little bit. Like, right. get used to professional hoops. Uh, and also just work on his cardio a little bit. You know, playing in NBA games is a little bit different than playing in, you know, college. And I think yeah. he needed to get his cardio up to get his legs under him. The way he wants to play, you have to be moving all the time and relocating, get into a spot corner, you know, above the break, whatever. Um, and he just was, he was probably a step slow on a lot of that to start this year. Right. I think that's what they're trying to do with getting him into the nine Oh five is like, let's just get you playing 30 minutes a game so you can get your cardio up a little bit. And then once you get back, to to the Raptors squad, then you know, hey, you'll have yeah. your legs under you, right? Because as we all know, without that cardio, that nothing will come together. Yeah, you're you're yeah. yeah, you can't yeah. Even, can't even dribble. Yeah. So there there's been a lot of rumors that the Raptors are going to blow it up. 
you know, Pascal Siakam is yeah. going elsewhere. How, how do you feel about that? Like, are you ready to see a teardown and build back? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, just to sort of answer both of your questions, at 9-11, they sort of are what they are and mm-hmm. what I've expected. I thought this team was going to be about a 500 team to start the year. And if they don't make any changes, I expect them to continue being about a 500 team, like 38 to 42 wins, depending on any given night and injuries and all that stuff. Um, ultimately, I think this is what they are just because they have a deeply flawed roster. Uh, just tons of duplication, a lot of wings, not enough guards, not enough you know, creation juice, guys who can get downhill, create a shot for themselves, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And you have guys who kind of just do similar things in similar areas of the floor. And when you watch them play, it's like they're playing archaic basketball. Like it's like they're playing basketball from the mid 2000s or like the 90s. It's just a lot of guys converging into one area of the floor. Siakam likes to operate in the middle of the floor. Scotty Barnes, their star, their young star likes to operate in the middle of the floor. Even guys like Jakob Pertl, OG Ananobi, they they just they duplicate a lot of the same skill sets, and they don't have a lot of variety in their approach. So that's why they struggle so immensely offensively. And to your question about Siakam and you know if they're going to blow it up and move a different direction, I don't think this team and their ownership necessarily wants to blow it up and rebuild and like be a lottery team forever. I think they would much prefer building through the middle and trying to get to a spot where they're you know back in contention through that middle spot. It's a lot harder to do that, obviously, but I, I think it, it's more likely that they trade Siakam for players that can help them now, plus, you know, a prospect or something other than, you know, instead of them going like, hey, we're just going to blow it up for the sake of blowing it up. Let's get picks. Right. Let's get like young guys and do this. I think they would rather get guys that could potentially help them now. More intentional um, rebuild. Right. Because like yeah. some fans yeah. feel like it should have just been like get. Like, let's just liquidate Siakam for some picks or something that we right. can put around Scotty and things like that. But you, for you, you're like that. I don't know if that's actually the the best solution here in the short term. Well, even if it is a solution, I just don't think the Raptors will take it. Like, hmm. I, I think um, when it comes to ownership, like they're very happy being a team that can consistently be in the playoff hunt, being consistently in the playing hunt, just because money, right, at right. gate revenue. Uh, and I think given where they're at, like financially it would make sense for this team to not want to tank because then ticket prices go down and right. you know you don't get that gate playoff revenue either. So uh, for the most part, I just think they're in a position where they don't really have the ability to tank even if they want to. But they are, I think, you know, given their recent history of losing free agents, right? Kyle Lowry, they had a chance to trade him at the deadline. They decided not to. They got a sign and trade in the summer, got pressures to chew or whatever. Fred VanVleet, same situation. They had the opportunity to trade him. They didn't trade him. He walked to the Houston Rockets for absolutely nothing. You got nothing in return. Right. I think now with Siakam, who is a better player than those two guys were, um, you got to take advantage of that. And you got to take advantage of getting something. Because if you don't, you're you're essentially letting the best player on your team just walk. And Scotty has emerged. Like, Scotty is becoming a really, really good player. He might end up being an all-star this year. But right. You can't just let Siakam walk for nothing or else you risk yourself, you know, putting yourself in a really, really bad position right. with the did, roster. Did Kawhi leave for nothing? Kawhi left for nothing, too. Yeah. Danny Green yeah. left for nothing. It too. is like, there for soul. Year, right? Yeah, yeah. Serge Ibaka, too. I, I could have went, went down that list. Yeah, Kawhi, Yeah, I was like, Danny hold Green, on. Mark. I think that list is longer than yeah, what we just said. Is. It definitely is. Yeah. Then, well, let me is... make you sadder yeah. real <laughs> quick. Because uh... well, who else is in unrestricted free agency? Like, so yeah. what? 
Yeah, P- Pascal could leave. Whoa. So what are- Pascal could leave. Uh, OG Ananobi has a player option, but he's definitely going to opt out of that just because he can get a bag this summer, and he's an unrestricted free agent. But I would actually, I would bet money that they would keep him, like no matter the cost. Like they're just going right. to resign him, uh, and even if teams offer him like a bag, they're going to still offer him what, like match whatever bag that is. Um, and then Gary Trent Jr. is also a free agent this summer and can walk as well. And I don't know where they are with him and what sure. he might do. He's kind of struggled this season, so maybe they take a flyer and say, hey, we'll take you on at a at a cheaper cost than what would usually happen. But who knows? Do you feel like Scotty is a, a piece, like the, the piece that you want to build around? Is he like second best player on a championship team? And then you just mm-hmm. kind of try and put it together around him? Yeah, it's interesting, man. Uh, Scotty has taken a shooting leap this season. He's hitting on 39% of his threes. He's just, for some reason, he's taken a pretty massive stride in the shooting department. Now, to be fair, like we're only 20 games in, right? Who right. knows how it'll look 82 game season. But ultimately, just the fact that he can show you stretches like this, where he can be like a 40% shooter on pretty high volume, pretty good sign for him as a player. Uh, and that opens up the rest of his game, right? Like he's able to get downhill because he's such a crazy athlete. He's a great passer, has great vision. So I think the offense and like superstar ceiling really depends on the shooting department and how good of a shooter he'll eventually be. But the rest, he is a very, very good all-star level player, second player on a championship team type of guy. He could potentially be the best on a championship type team, but that requires a leap that like, you need to see consistently in the scoring and shooting department. And that's just not there yet. Like he's still hella young and like, you haven't seen that from him yet. Yeah. Yep. I wonder who, who does Pascal Siakam, like who, what team does he make sense on? I'm trying to Man, think. There's, there's so many he can, like, I feel like he can play on a lot of different teams. I, I was just on uh, a different podcast yesterday, and and wait, they were on, saying, oh, wait, hold on. "We don't talk about other. We don't talk about other. We don't acknowledge that other podcasts." I knew y'all that. would say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're very. Uh, I never heard we're of very that. Jealous. <laughs> Is it Miles and Jack on Mad Boosties? Only podcast I've ever heard of. <laughs> you're right. You're right, right. But but they were they were suggesting the Warriors. Okay, and I thought the Warriors makes a lot of sense just because of where they're at with their own individual timelines. Like there is this internal pressure for them to try and win around Steph Curry. They obviously have tons of contracts that could work on the other side to go and get him. Who knows? I don't know. Right. They also have interesting young players that maybe they'd be willing to move off of because they're trying to win now. So people bring up Jonathan Kaminga. People bring up Brandon Pajimski, right? Like there's like these kinds of players that maybe the Raptors could be wanting, right? Uh, this summer, Pascal was nearly traded to the Atlanta Hawks, nearly traded to the Indiana Pacers. Those right. things didn't happen because probably the Raptors wanted too much for what Pascal was. And, you know, we'll see if they revisit that. But those are the types of teams. It's like either a contender that is dealing with their own internal pressures and has to pull a win now move right. or a young budding team that is thinking, OK, maybe we're one piece away from being that contender, which is yeah. like, hey, we we just saw the Indiana Pacers, you know, trek right. the the Celtics. Maybe they feel now like, hey, let's get another guy for Halliburton, right. and you know, they go in that direction. But who knows? There's there's a lot of teams that could use him. Yeah. yeah, are you worried about like his shooting slump like affecting the perception of him right now, or do you think it's it'll he'll it'll it'll figure itself out? Maybe a little bit. Um, I think. I mean, when you, whenever you shoot nine point six percent on threes over the last ten games, it's not going to help you a lot. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't help the case. But to be fair, like I saw he's that never, tweet too. 
That was crazy. Absolutely. That's wild. like, was uh, it the worst three point percentage by a player with 50 plus attempts in a 15 yeah. game span since at least 83, 84? That's, that's that, not the kind tough. of history you want to be setting yet. Absolutely. Um, and look, you, you don't want to be, you're right, like you said, you don't want to be in that category. But yeah. I feel like he's never really been a shooter. And the Raptors are sort of asking him to be that unfairly this season just because they don't have a lot of shooting. Right. Uh, they've, they've put the ball in Scotty's hands more. And they're trying to make him operate, but they're also asking Pascal to be off ball more. And that's just requiring him to shoot the ball more often from three. He's not that good of a shooter. He had one season where he was a really good shooter, but hasn't really been that since. Uh, so I, I just think they're putting him in the wrong positions. And any team that tries to trade for him, you're not going to ask him to take a lot of threes. I don't think the Warriors are going to ask him to take a lot of threes. I think like you have enough of that with Stephen right, Clay yeah, and no, all those exactly. guys, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, I, like if you're getting a guy like Siakam, you're getting him to be this like utility knife on offense who can create for himself a little bit, who's a great cutter, off ball mover, really good defender, has size, like just a very versatile forward that you can throw into any type of situation. Mm. Sounds nice. Sounds like a nice. <laughs> hey, nice listen, man. I used to have a career like in marketing. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm know, sold. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at these numbers though. I'm not sure it's that. It's like, yeah, no, trust me, this guy's nice. You like this? this you're gonna come in. You're gonna love smooth. this guy. You can and... walk away with a nice Pascal Siakam today. You're yeah, gonna exactly. come home. Your wife's gonna say, "Wow, there goes a man who knows how to get a deal." <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to have respect for you again, don't you? <laughs> Right. <laughs> this might be your first step towards that. <laughs> All right. Should we take a break? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, might as well. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love pick six the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. And all right, let's talk Golden State real quick. Mm-hmm. What's going on with these guys? <laughs> we were just talking about these guys. No, three and seven are the last ten. A whole one game worse than the 76ers, uh, who are four <laughs> and six over the last ten. But um next their next five Blazers at Thunder, at Suns, at Clippers, Nets. Um do we we think they're just a move away? Like they they had some weak spots and all they really did was get rid of Jordan Poole. Like, uh, is that basically what we're looking at? They look old, man. Is my thing. They kind yeah. of look old, and I I didn't I didn't realize this uh, when I came into the season because I was like I was kind of high on the Warriors. I'm like, oh man, Steph Curry. You know, they they still got their nucleus. Maybe Jordan Poole a little addition by subtraction. Chris Paul will be enough. But I like you look at their core and they're very old. Chris Paul is obviously like 39 years old. Steph Curry is 35 now. Draymond Green is getting up there in age. Klay Thompson is, I think, 32 or 33. Like they're, they are older and they're relying on these guys to be the same way. And I think, I think the NBA offense has sort of caught up to the Warriors in the sense that you see other teams replicating that same style the Nuggets, the Kings, the, even to a lesser extent, the Hawks and Pacers are really trying to like, just we're going to play a style very similar to the Warriors, the run and gun, shoot a bunch of threes type of offense. And I think the Warriors have gotten worse and worse at it. That's not to say Steph Curry is, isn't balling out. Steph Curry is balling his ass off. Yeah. Like he's cooking. But the rest of the team just isn't good enough to keep up uh, yeah. and just isn't talented enough to, to sustain this level. So, yeah, I feel like they are a piece away. Like if they were to, we were just talking about Siakam. If they were to go and make a splash like that, whatever that trade is, um, I think they could put themselves back in the conversation of contenders. But for now, I do not see that. Like I really don't. Think yeah, they feel like they're on anymore. the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just like a lot of the players that we thought were gonna keep this like dynastic franchise going, you're just kind of like you know, yeah. pool. We're like, mm? they were like first thing, you're like, oh, and then you're like, mm. and then like <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, mm? <laughs> yeah. Kuminga. Like, you know, it's not, nothing's quite like breaking through in the way that you need for a team like that to have that balance rather than being like, I don't know, man, can we put more mileage on these bodies and expect the same output? Like that's just, it's just tough. In retrospect, it's kind of wild. The season they had where they won it. It's like they were on a regression to like, you know, age the way a team is expected to. And then just randomly that season, everything comes together and they're playing great. And then it's just like back to back to the same kind of path that they were on before that season. It's really a strange outlier 
kind of a testament to to Steph and just what what they did that season it was pretty wild. Right. The further and further we get away from that championship season, the more it looks like the last dance. Yeah, like yeah, that was, for real. That was their last dance, which is just it's crazy given how good Steph still is. Like Steph is still yeah. really good. He's having he's nearly having as good of a season as he did in his I think second MVP season or maybe the season after that. Like he's his production is incredible, but um just in terms of the rest of this team, like you guys said, you're not getting enough from Kaminga. You're not getting enough from Wiggins. Clay feels like and looks like a shell of himself. So you're just not yeah. getting that same production. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough because they have been, you know, for the last 10 years, they've been the most successful franchise, like the, the best, you know, dynastic, like you said. Yeah. Um, and it feels like we're seeing the end of that now. And even the way Clay talks, like in some of his post games, he seems like visibly frustrated but he's also maybe like when people are bringing up the you know the possibility that they are mortal human beings and things might be changing a bit he seems like really defiant about it and i get that obviously you're not going to be out there he's not going to do like he's like what do you want me to say yeah we i'm done i'm hanging it up but i'm still you know there's a check so i'll come in every day it's not like that but there is like i can tell even for them there's like this frustration and a little bit of like existential awareness around them and being like like what is realistic and to your point like was that was that actually it two years ago like was that the one yeah Um, senior morality that's crazy yeah um i do just want to talk about the in-season tournament one more time just the Mm -hmm. the clip that uh i think was rob perez shared of like the celebration um of of the pacers bench and then he shared it with the information that 10 players on the books for the Pacers who make less than $3 million in salary this season, three two-way <laughs> contracts. So 500,000 per player right. to the winner of the tournament, like is a huge deal. Like that, yeah. that, I don't know, man, that, that like really puts it in perspective and makes, yeah, it makes puts it in perspective so how great the Lakers are. You see what I'm saying? You know, we're still <laughs> showing up. Week in and week out. Still <laughs> showing up. We could have skipped this thing. We could have skipped, skipped thing. it. Nobody would have minded. We it. No, but yeah, it is kind of like on some Hunger Games kind of thing, too. Yeah. Like, they, they're they hungry. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're out here. Yeah. And yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I'm... Wait, who is it? So, the Knicks... Oh, yeah, it could be the... Wait, who are the Knicks playing again? Bucks. The Bucks. Knicks right, Buck. right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Woo! Yeah, I mean, and the Lakers Suns. Yeah, everything is everything has a, a bit of appeal. I mean, no matter how that Suns game go, I'm I think because it's the first one too. I'm just interested. Like I yeah. just, it's just fun to see. And honestly, at the beginning, I was a little annoyed by the courts, um, and like the graphics on the courts. But I like that it does visually anchor that the fact that it it gives it a different feel. So then when I see highlights, I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's from the in season. Oh, it's in season, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, yeah. well done, well done, well done. What would you guys change going into next year? Because I feel like I've heard that conversation a lot of like, what would a tweak be? What would this adjustment be? Obviously, it's been successful, you know, like even the numbers and like the viewership and all that. They had crazy numbers of success. But like, what would you change if it's been so successful? Some people have said we should extend the tournament, not have it end in, in December, have it end in like February so that it could like lead into all-star weekend and then you you have a thing and then it's playoff time right um some people say obviously take away the courts like there's different suggestions but how, how would you guys tweak it just playing with no courts that feels like that would yeah. be chaotic whoa man. zero gravity <laughs> like rainbow zero road gravity. and mario kart um, <laughs> 
Yeah, it feels like I don't know. May, maybe this is just me as a non-footy fan, but like all the like playing in your group and then like having like the point differential right. matter as much as it did was not my favorite thing, and it felt right. like more more single elimination, uh, less of the you know playing the same teams repeatedly. Like if it, if we could figure out a way to do that, I think that would be more fun. But um, like maybe a bigger sim- single elimination portion of the tournament right. and right. uh you know like a couple games to get the seeding right but then the you know the single elimination is really what I'm here for so right. I w- I want more of that if possible I would like something like I said in the, like my first my perception of it felt like there the stakes weren't there clearly they are in the form of like the prize but I would <laughs> like to see if there is a way to have it have some bearing on the seat, like that it's like you're fighting actually to this could actually affect your ability in the playoffs or something like that. Like, it's not just a prize. Like there's a, there's something that you could kind of hack the matrix through the tournament just to see how that would go. I'm sure if there was something like that, then maybe they've changed the rules because people would be playing differently. But if there was something like, you know, you can, in the first round, you can make your opposition bench one player in the first game and you could choose which one. (laughs) You know, something, something just, you know, not too wild, but I don't know yeah. if, if, there, if there's something has to play that we had that one pitch, your opponent has to play one quarter in Timberland. In Tim's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would like to see that. I would like yeah. just for funsies, you know, or even in the tournament, be like, yo, we do this thing. Like there's the mystery ball comes down in the third quarter. And depending <laughs> on what it looks like, if it might be Tim's for the Tim's for whoever's playing the five. You know, That'd be a and, huge advantage for the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you have to have more people that are from New York, though, playing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you have true. some of these yeah. guys from Europe over there, they will hurt themselves. Trying I to wonder do what the point them. differential would be, Tim's to non-Tim's, you know? Because, like, it, you, you ever, like, lift something very heavy and then right, right. afterwards lift something really light? And it's like, whoa, oh, I can throw this yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> maybe so maybe the quarter, that happens with Tim's. Right? The quarter after the Tim's, like, people are just taking off from the like the three point line dunking and stuff you're like exactly. got the fizzy lifting I've drink never felt this before yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> this, this is the secret the whole time just play half the game in tims um i do feel like we need to shout out chet uh who it made the like top 5 he was fifth in lowest defensive rating for players uh so far goes rudy cat which i was surprised to see um mitchell robinson anthony davis who's uh, you know, despite what some people like, he gets a lot of a lot of negative attention. People are like he's not the, he's not that dude, but he's uh, like still playing incredibly defensively. And then Chet, right, right after, uh, and yeah, just just, and then he won Rookie of the Year or Rookie of the uh, Month yeah, for okay. October, November, um, and just generally is is looking like a rookie of the year front runner at this point um yeah. which you know we were excited about him we were very excited about Wemby and a lot of people were like talk about Chet every time you bring up Wemby's name like, what about Chet man yeah um what about Bull and- Bull okay whoa whoa whoa, whoa. okay <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll get to him we'll get to Bull Bull yeah yeah he was the Western Conference rookie and then I gotta shout out my former Bruin yeah the real Triple J Jaime, Jaime Jaquez Jr. on yes, the sir. Heat uh also yeah doing what i was saying off mic i was like honestly the heat is like the perfect place for him to go it really is like just with his 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 mentality his work ethic all that like he's he's one of those guys who's like what's the assignment understood 
right? yeah. and here I go. Um, so yeah, I'm also I'm pleased to see that. But yeah, Chet, you know, maybe Jack again. We'll we will keep bringing up the bet that you made when we went to Vegas uh, during summer league. Yeah, but you got what that ticket burning in your pocket. Uh, OKC to win the title. Mm-hmm. So oh hell yeah, I like yeah. it. The yeah. Can you can you like cash out though? Can you cash out at some point? Can you be like, if they make yeah, the Western I've had Conference Finals, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. yeah? Can I just like Stop the lower count. that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You know. It was a, it was it was after Chet's first summer league game, and I was right. like, maybe, yeah, maybe this guy's pretty good. Um, so I don't no, know. He's cool, man. I uh, I got the chance to to interview him and a couple of his teammates uh, for preseason um and kind of do a profile on his defense and like even from then you're like yeah this guy he can be a defensive player of the year type yeah it was just it was obvious from the onset that he was just going to be so good on the defensive end Uh, even in college man like even in college it was just obvious to see that he had such a profound impact on the defense like the rim protection the shot blocking just his awareness his ability to like switch out onto guards it's it's like really, really good stuff. We talk about Anthony Davis, which I agree is like overly hated and you know whatever underappreciated. Um, it, it's he has a lot of the similar qualities to him, where it's like he doesn't have a defensive flaw, other than you know right now people are saying he gets pushed around a little bit. Sure, yeah, that's something that will eventually you know he'll he'll get better at that. But like skill wise, he doesn't really have a defensive flaw, which is crazy to say about yeah. A rookie. Yeah. And he's got good defenders around him. Shea is, yeah. uh, you know, I think seventh on this list of like best defenders. So, you know, it, even if people are hitting him and able to like pound, pound him, like move him back, you've got other great defenders diving in. So Absolutely. it's, it's yeah. a very tricky team to, to play. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Should we do it? Should we take a break and come back with the uh, fastest segment in podcasting? Yeah. Yeah, I just called my lawyer. I had to make sure I was covered, and I am. So let's go. (laughs) Let's go. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. Mr. Barahaney, you know we we love you so much, man. We love you so much, man. You know, and you're a good guy. Last time you came on, you were you were you were active in this segment. That's why we really respect you. And it's time to turn it up even hotter on you. You were in the hot seat. This is the fourth quarter rapid fire round question to close out the show. Okay, only heat, only quick responses. No grandstanding. No, you know, extending the question because we got to keep this thing quick. Okay. Because okay. I and I really need my- to ask you, remind you not to grandstand because you, yeah. since you came on this show, man, I couldn't believe I'm it. a grandstander. I'm like you've another grand one of these Canadian standing. I don't really standers. even know what that means, but you've been grandstanding. <laughs> okay. And I need you to stand a little less grand. Maybe some grand sitting. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll do grand, I'll do grand sitting. Yeah, or grand yeah. squatting, you know? Yeah. You know, so really, really lower yourself. Like Brady yourself. Dick. You know? Yeah, exactly. Go. Exactly. On the release. Uh, yes. So here we go. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Jack, mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. Ryan, start the clock. <sighs> this is fast, man. This is fast. It's gonna be fast, man. It's gonna be the fastest <laughs> thing you ever experienced, bro. I'm just trying to warn you, man. Jack, you want to go first? Or yeah, I'll go, go first. first. I'll go first. Okay. All right. Go okay. first. All right. Here we go. Biggest surprise team or player so far? We got Mini 15 and 4. We got Orlando 14 6. We got OKC. We got uh, Cavs just 11 and 9. Golden State 9 and 11. What, which way are you taking it? I'm going to say the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Mm. I don't think anybody had that one coming. Yeah. No. I think it was one of those things, too, you would see last year. I'm like, oh, I see some. I can see that happening. And then they're like, no, no, no. This is this is, this is is what is happening now. Jalen uh, Suggs, baby. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you? Did you go to Gonzaga or something? You're, you're just <laughs> no, a big but Zag? I do like Gonzaga yeah. guys. It is weird. Yeah. You're, you're, you're actually making me realize that right now. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. You like Rui then? Jaime yeah. Hawkins giving yeah. off uh, Adam Morrison okay. vibes. Uh, yeah, you, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. definitely giving <laughs> so big I, Adam Morrison. I, when when Grady Dick was missing a bunch of shots, they did call him Adam Morrison. It was really tough. Oh man, great. come on, man. Oh, Leave guys. him alone. Look, he got that neck. Okay, it's a condition, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. That turtleneck didn't do much for him. Okay, next up, of the rough starts that we've seen this season, which teams do you think are most likely to work themselves back into playoff contention? 
Ooh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Easy money. Give me John Morant coming back right before Christmas. He's going to start hooping. Uh, they're going to look much better. Yes, Grizzlies. Mm. You're taking that over the Spurs? You don't think yes. the Spurs are... <laughs> Spurs yes. 316? <laughs> 3 and 16. Spurs 316. Is that a Bible verse? Yeah. So I, just, so I crossed myself as I said it. Was, don't worry. For the league loved the world so much that they gave their only Wemby. You know what I mean? To, to take themselves to the promised land. As what is the... Uh, who's, been, who's been the best rookie so far? Chet. 100% Chet. Um, I mean, I, look, I, I love uh, I love Wemby. I think he'll be good, and maybe he'll be better, like, end of day career-wise, but yeah, it's Chet right now. Yeah. Do you think just because of how good the team's been, or just generally he's just a better player at this stage? I think he's just... Well, first of all, it's... it's I actually... There was... Uh, Gilbert Arenas said this exact same thing, but they're just different ages. So where he's at versus where Wemby's at at 19 versus 21-year-old Chet, like, it's yeah, a different 21. conversation yeah. to be had. And yeah, Chet is in like the perfect context for him. He was the exact type of big man that the Thunder needed. He got plopped into there. He's having like a 50, 40, 90 type season. He's efficient as hell. He is right now the best rookie. Uh, but I could see Wemby very easily like topping that in the next couple of years. Who knows what Wemby will look like at, at 21 compared to Chet, right? Yeah. That's it's true. probably mostly the same. But yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's wild. They're, they're very similar players also. Like just in terms of what they can and can't do, but Chet's just in a way better situation. But Wemby is reading at a 23-year-old level, uh, from what I've heard. Because <laughs> All the comments about Wemby is like, yo, this dude is reading so many books, and it's like not even for the camera. <laughs> like, they just like, never it. met a French person before. It's, yeah. not like, it's not like the LeBron one-page thing, you know? He's actually yeah. like finishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, who said that? No, someone actually said it. He's like, it's not like he's on page, like stuck on page one either. They're like, <laughs> like they're like he is reading, and it's just so funny. shows you the difference in how Americans view reading. Like, yo, but like, why? Man. Yeah, who's he trying to show off for with his book reading? <laughs> uh, but look, it's it's lonely on the road. You got a lot of downtime. Okay, Bess, you've been you've been doing good so far, but you really should have kept it moving. That's why I have to keep this thing going. And this is a Toronto Toronto focus question. Okay, of the Raptors. Who's been like the most underappreciated like legend you think of like the all-time greats who've played for the Raptors? And who's like a guy who's not getting like his flowers like he should be? Can it's you just shout still, him out so people should know? It still and always will be Kyle Lowry. Just mm. it always is. He in my opinion, he's the greatest Raptor ever. You guys probably think Vince Carter, Kawhi Leonard, yes, but like it's Kyle. Friend of the show, it. Vince Carter. <laughs> hey, I feel like hey, I'm just saying buddies. that. I got to manifest. I'm just manifesting. That's what I say yeah, all the time. I yeah, appreciate yeah. It. I appreciate yeah. it. Like if when you, you say Michael Jordan was my dad. Golf buddies, so maybe yeah. you can get Kyle on too. But um, yeah. He's, <laughs> we he's just, the first thing we ask him is like, hey, do you know Kyle Lowry? <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's like oh, low-key like dude, the actual right. Raptors goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's him. Yeah, like without a without a question. He He's like one of the most underappreciated Raptors still. And like. He gets a lot of love, but for some reason still has that underappreciated tag to him. So, yeah, Lowry. All right. I don't know if you're a fan of the Twitter stylings of one Irvin Magic Johnson. Um, yeah. But a, a sample tweet from the month of November. Wow! My Washington Commanders turned the ball over six times today and gave the Giants 24 points off turnovers. We lost 31-19. <laughs> or from a week later. The Dallas Cowboys beat my commanders 45 to 10. Dallas was a better football team tonight, plain and simple. I'd love to hear a tweet 
if you were ghostwriting for Magic, okay, and you just want to tweet about a movie, let's say, what what are you writing? Any movie? Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, Oppenheimer <laughs> was such a great film. That guy Killian Murphy really showed off his acting chops. I can't believe they dropped. The you know what I mean. <laughs> can't believe I, that bomb. <laughs> oh no! Oh man, no, I, I didn't want to go there, but that's a very uh, Adam Johnson type. Tweet. Uh, yeah. had, but he had to do it to him. He's like, wait, what, <laughs> sir? Oh, he, did not. he did not. He did not. I think he was struggling with that in the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, S, you can take two players from all of history. To create okay. your Mad Boosties Edition NBA Jam team. Okay. Who are the two players you're putting together for that squad? Ooh. Um, give me Magic Johnson. Very mm. easily. Wow. Um, yeah, very easily. Magic Johnson. I have been selected on S. Barrett Haney's <laughs> Special Edition NBA Jam Squad. Cannot wait to see who my two-on-two teammate is. Uh, and I need a play finisher. Give me Shaq. Why not? Give me Shaq. Give Ooh. me Magic and Shaq. Why not? That'd be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like S that. has picked Shaq, a <laughs> center from the NBA who was very big. Very big, wow. very strong. The league didn't see anything like him when he came in. I remember <laughs> the day. <laughs> and finally, you've been on before, so you've told us whether you, you prefer Miles or me. Um, right, right. And You're right. Furious. Uh, I, I actually don't remember who you picked, but... Uh, now we, we want to hear you weigh in on the question that's on everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. Is this man saying bacon or is he saying beer can? Okay. You ready? Yep. Bacon. Bacon. Okay. I'm from Toronto. As there's you some guys patois have up there, yeah. Mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. There's some patois up there, mm -hmm. and I think that that was patois. Patois. Mm -hmm. in uh -huh. Patois, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's bacon. Very easily. It's not. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Correct. Very easily. Correct. Correct. <laughs> correct. That correct. is correct. That is wow. correct. Uh, even though last week Sarah Todd said it was beer can, also correct. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, beer can. We want beer can. Yeah. There you go. And beer can. Beer can and eggs, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Amazing. Haney, what a, thank what you a so guest. much. What a run. Uh, and thank you for clarifying it. We needed a real Toronto roadman. To, you know, actually just clarify that real quick for us. Uh, where do the people find you, follow you, support you, uh, listen to you, hear, read all of that good stuff, man? Yeah. Um, ta well, they don't they don't like other podcasts, but you can listen to the Objective Basketball Podcast if you guys want that's to. That's fine. I guess if that's the thing you're doing, like, I guess we'll support that. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. uh, Brian, edit this that. out. Yeah, you can cut that. <laughs> just, just bleep it. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at JustSBarahini. You can follow uh, all the stuff I do at SDPN Sports. They got a YouTube. They got all that stuff, too. So, yeah, check me out. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. This is always a blast. Oh, hey, I appreciate always. having you, man. Pleasure Thanks having you and an honor, man. Uh, well, you can make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow the hashtag MadBoosties, B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S, for show links, updates, etc. If you want to follow me, I am at Miles of Gray, G-R-A-Y. And I'm at Jack underscore O'Brien. B-R-I-E-N. I-E-N. Yeah, yes. let them know. Let them know. I uh, must. That is going to do it for us this week. We did uh, it. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. Uh, November's over. It's going to be a December to remember. And we hope to see you next week. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.
Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.